What's up, guys? Welcome back to the weekly scraps. Guys, I just listened to Cheryl Sonnen versus Ariel Hawani. Versus. I'm not even going to say it on the podcast. It was versus. That was like a competition. I just, I couldn't wrap my head around what was actually going on. These guys were arguing over, I don't even know what they were arguing over. Now that I think about it. Going around in circles, constantly trying to rewind and trying to see who's making the point of what they're actually arguing about and trying to see why this doesn't make sense, why does that make sense. It was just complete madness. I actually would have liked all 50 minutes of my life back after listening to that. That was that was rough. It, was, it started off cordial, then somehow it escalated, went from zero to 100 really quick. Now, these guys are supposed to be friends. This is what's the fascinating part to me because friends, I would imagine, don't really talk to each other like that. There was some name calling. I'm not saying you guys can't have, like, friends can't have heated moments. Guys, I'm from Long Island. We break each other's balls all the time. But there was, like, parts where it just seemed like, uh, I would say mostly Chael was just taking a dig at Ariel, trying to just, like, almost like, yeah, I'm just trying to hurt your feelings right now. I'm trying to say things that I know have, people have said about you in the past. And I like both these guys. I'm just, I'm listening as a fan and as someone who, what would be the word? I'm listening as a fan of both these guys. Um, but as someone who can kind of just give a little feedback on that, I, I think if they're going to say that they're friends, I, I, I think that was a little bit of a, um, Maybe a breaking point in the friendship. I'm not saying they don't come back and become friends again. Of course, they, I mean, they're friends. But I do think that discussion ruffles the feathers in a certain way. And of course, they did numbers. People tuned in. People wanted to hear the drama. So they did numbers. They're both going to get paid from it, uh, from the channels, respectively. But what I'm saying is I do think part of me, if someone was talking to me like that, I would think that there's some underlying messages or tones that they have or beliefs perspective of myself that they don't necessarily agree with and that would kind of rub me the wrong way if my friend we get into a heated argument and they start to call me a weasel or a little weasel or you little weirdo and i'm just like listening to those like yo bro these are like fighting words bro chill you know what you're doing these are fighting words if I'm Ariel Hawani, I'm like, damn, he don't with me. He don't really with me like that. That's the way I'm thinking about it. Like that's just how I process things, especially being where I'm from. So like, yo, if someone say certain things, you it's like, if you get into an argument, they be like, yeah, yeah, mama, and I'm just like, yo, bro, you can't just you can't just do that. You can't just casually just throw your mama like that. Like that's just not that's just not okay. You know what I mean? So when I hear them arguing and, and drop words like that to each other. I think there's a way you can still kind of have a heated discussion without saying stuff like that because I do think it releases, it discloses, or at least makes you want to question like, yo, does this person actually like me? Because if you actually like me, would you actually say these things? I mean, I, I think it's really difficult to, to sit here with a straight face and say, you have no negative perception of someone 
if you could sit there straight to their face and call them X, Y, and Z, call them a, a little weirdo, a little a little weasel, um, saying I I could strangle you right now and, and stuff like that. I'm just like, yeah, bro, are you guys are you guys friends? I don't really understand. If you're not friends, it's I, I'm all for it. But if you're friends, it just gets a little bit weird. And going back to the argument, I don't even know what these guys were arguing about. It seemed like they were both willing to die on their separate hills. Ariel's parading around. And, and, I, and I see what Ariel did at the end, where he goes, you're not man enough or you don't have the balls to just say straight out that I have a vendetta or I have a, a bias against the UFC and this is what it is and that's why you're saying what you're saying. If they had started the conversation with that, it would probably shorten the conversation and the need for them to go tip for tat like that and talk about the same thing in a circle. It was literally like listening to a guy uh, watching a dog chase his tail. Because I'm just like, when are you guys going to get to the point? Or when are you guys going to say, okay, you're talking about this. Let's focus on this and not jump around to numerous topics so that we, the, the listeners, can actually get something out of this, a conclusion. There was no conclusion. No one said I was right. No one said I was wrong. I think if Ariel came on and be like, yo, you, back in the day and a couple months ago, you were saying that there was no way that Francis Ngannou would have made out. You can argue that because he made out. If you're going to say he lost time that he could have competed while despite knowing the fact that we do know that he had a knee surgery that took just about a year for him to recover from, that's time that he would never have had to compete anyway. So essentially, he was able to make more money in a shorter time, in a longer time frame, but with one fight, I should say. He made more money with one fight than he would have if he had two or three within the UFC because at the end of the day, that money is also only contingent on you typically winning your fight. So even if he stayed with the UFC, he would have needed to have one against John Jones and one against the other contenders coming up. And we do know that's not the easiest thing to do, right? I think we can all agree on that. And with that being said, uh, I, I do think him having this late, I don't want to say layup, but it's a layup payday. He had that on the table. Whoever in Saudi was going to pay him, they paid him. Even if it was a loss that Chell was saying, it's a loss from a business model. Are we talking about the loss of a business model or are we talking about the win of Francis? We're talking about the win that he broke the code for himself and it's not something that's going to happen for anybody else unless it's Conor McGregor. Maybe even O'Malley. I think O'Malley's in this this spot where if he can beat Cheeto and, and do it in a highlight real fashion, respect. like I said, I respect what credit, I give credit what credit is due. But if he can go out and highlight Cheeto Vera, which I highly doubt, but I'm just give you my perspective. If he can go out there and highlight Cheeto Vera, I think that now puts him in a different stratosphere, especially depending on how he does it. If he can do it in a cool fashion where it can be like memed or replayed or posted everywhere, if he can do something like that, it's going to put him in a different category, which then allows him to parlay that into a bigger fight, which could be the boxing fight. Again, Francis doing that is not a recipe for success for many other fighters. Francis is an anomaly. He is the baddest man on the planet. He left the UFC with the UFC belt. No matter how you slice it, you can say he vacated. No, no, he left the UFC with the UFC title as the baddest man on the planet. He was never beaten for that belt. 
other than Stipe. But that was before he got a chance to win the belt, right? So as a champion, he defended. He left the UFC with the belt. And now he's got all these other opportunities. So respect to Francis for that. But again, I just don't think there's a lot of people out there with any organization, not just the UFC, that are going to have an opportunity like that. Now, if you want to say you want to go out and do boxing fights and things like that and do exhibitions and just make it a big thing where there's going to be a lot of people that watches. But in terms of someone that's going to pay you five or ten million up front, because I believe what they what they claim that Francis got was ten million. I don't know because I don't I don't sit there and, and check all these things and check people's pockets. I'm like, yo, I'm counting your pockets. Yo, bro, I know you just made 10, 10 M's. Yo, you good, bro. I know you got it. I don't do that. That's just not that's not my style. But I do know there's not a lot of people who can get that from just the Saudis and say, hey, I'm just going to get these guys to pay me 10 racks, 10 mils. Because it's just, it's, just not, it's just not a normal thing that happens. So going back to these guys, these guys are arguing about, I don't even know, God knows what. It seemed like Ariel was trying to say that Francis won. He beat the UFC. If that is the argument, in my opinion, I do think Francis won the game. He got to do what he wanted to do on his terms. It might have taken a while. He might not have gotten paid for a while. But that money now makes up for all of that. And he believed and gambled on himself. And he was right at the end of the day. So he's laughing to the bank. Hopefully that means he can parlay that into another big payday. I don't know what Ariel was talking about. 20 to 40 million or 30 to 40 million for his next fight. Dude, I'm not saying this wrong. But if he can make that crazy number, hey, good for Francis. But I, I just don't see it. I just think it's um, uh, from a one-off event. I think it might be a little bit of a different. It's a little bit of a different game. I, I do agree with Chell. I think there's something to be said about the promoter side. He needs to sign with someone where there is going to be some stipulations where he's going to possibly have two to three fights with that promoter. Because if he just goes in, he just loses, or he's not that competitive. You're in a different conversation. But if it's going to be Guaranteed up money, guaranteed money up front. There's, there's, if there's a will, there's a way. If there's anyone who could do it, maybe it's Francis. Um, I guess like good for him, but that would mean he's getting like Canelo money, and I just don't know if that's going to be the same path. I'm not saying he's not going to make a bag. He's going to make a lot of money, but that number aerial throw was just kind of like. I don't know what the number is based off of. I don't know if there's like potential conversation, possible conversation, or should I say previous conversation that Ariel listened to or had the had the the privilege of being told by some sources or something like that. I, I just don't know. So it's kind of hard to sit here and say that. But again, I'm not counting this man's pockets. If he makes the bread, he makes the bread. Let that man get paid and let him make it rain. Take care of his people, which I know he's going to do. Um, other than that... Um, that was just really weird of a 50 minute long conversation. Guys, you guys are friends. I want to see you guys hug it out. I want to see you guys say there's peace among us. And, um, that, that's really it. I, this is something, I don't know. I hate when I watch videos and they're like extremely long and there's never a point to the, there's never like, yeah, there's never a point to the madness. It's just long-winded and you watch the video and you're just like, what the, what the hell did I just watch? 
That's how I felt after that. So, again, I think both guys were right in their respective arguments. Chell's talking about from the promoter side, it's never been done, and um, that's not how you do business. He's saying that's an anomaly, which I agree with him to that extent. But to say Francis didn't win, I think Chell is one of the first people to say he celebrated Francis's win, even though he lost, but celebrating his win, that because that was a big victory for Francis and for the sport. Other than that, um, someone's calling us, so I'm going to take off. I'll see you guys later. Peace. No. <laughs> Thank you.